to the Refresh Podcast, a refreshed look at life's spiritual applications. I am here with my co-hosts, Anthony Sanders and Jeff Sherrill, and I am Jonas Adams. What it do? It has been quite some time, gentlemen. Yes, sir. But life be lifing. Life be lifing. That's the, life uh, life that's the theme of the, of the year, ain't it? Absolutely. At least life the 2022 was. Good God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good yes. And just couldn't make good intentions come to time and yeah. ability and availability. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, uh, it's been a, but I'm glad we're back. I'm absolutely yes, glad that we are back. And um, how about our New Year's resolution is to actually do this on a regular basis? <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast. Yeah, that's Listen, great. That's what I'm talking about, the pod. Listen, yeah. life comes in seasons and so do podcasts. Hey, this is like season number two. <laughs> And a half. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right, it's good to be with y'all, man. Good to yeah. be with you. I mean, we're doing it kind of like Netflix does some of those uh, limited release series. I'm and saying. About eight episodes, and then you got to wait 18 months. Hey, that's there, are, there are at least three podcasts that I listen to that I ain't heard another season from in, in about two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah, happened to uh, the podcast that uh, our boy was doing? Uh, what's his name? The Comedian. Uh, or the comic, I should say. Uh, what's his name? You know, the one I like. I can't think of his name. Uh, I don't know which one you like. Kevin Hart? No, the other one. Uh, Dave Chappelle? It's another one. <laughs> uh, his is behind a paywall, so I think it's actually still going. Yes. Wow. Okay. The, the, the Midnight Miracle? Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I think I think that's right. Man, it's the other one. <laughs> yeah. He likes two comedians, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. That's not All true, right. but we'll leave it. All right, Jeff, kick us off, man. What are we doing? Man, so, you know, we're talking about the new year. We're talking about uh, all of these great things that uh, people do. You brought up resolutions, um, and I'm kind of challenged by that word. I don't like a resolution because it sounds really like it's you're going to resolve you <laughs> every year and how many people fail, you know, by week three. So not so much uh, New Year's resolutions, but I really want us to try to chime in on uh, and come up with a list of the 10 things, of so the 10 things that we can do to keep our year moving kind of in a consistent direction towards goals, uh, towards life outcomes, you know, whatever, you know, career-wise, health-wise, um, you know, even entertainment-wise. What are we doing um, in 2023? What are we looking forward to? How are we going to kind of posture ourselves for the greatness that we're uh, trying to see in our personal lives. I think that's a great uh, focus for African-American men, especially. How do I transition from uh, one year into the next and carry either momentum or regain momentum if I lost it? I I think that's a great conversation for us to have so that we can kind of kick off the new year uh, with something fresh. Like, you know, we're the refresh podcast. So how do we refresh, reset and keep moving? for, you know, this new year of 2023. Mm -hmm. I think um, a good way to get started, of course, is by looking at the previous year. So whatever goals that you set for that year, you look back and you give yourself an honest tally of what you were able to get done, what you were not able to get done, and then kind of start from there. I think a, a good honest tally of, you know, holding yourself accountable from last year is like, okay, I did this, 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 and this. And maybe I didn't do this, this, and this, but you also have to um, give yourself some grace yeah, and celebrate your wins, recognize um, 
I don't want to say losses, but just recognize maybe some things that you may have come up a little short on, but, and then take that with you next year into, okay, I can do this a little better. I can do that a little better. I did this really great this past year. Let's try to keep that going. Yeah. How, how do y'all do that? Cause me, cause I was looking at, you know, the, declining social media platform that I'm on the only, the, only, <laughs> the deterioration of the Twitter. Verse. <laughs> I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm, I must not be supposed to be on uh, social media at all. Cause the only one that I'm engaging in is falling apart. Well, bit bit. That's not your fault. Oh, absolutely not. not. I'm not taking blame for that at all. Yeah, don't put that on you. The deterioration <laughs> oh, no. of the, your social media platform that you are on the most has absolutely nothing to do with anything that you have done. That's to not, the fault of one man. Not even the most, fam. Only. Yeah. I don't engage in no other social media platform. Anyway, the um, on there, folks was talking about, you know, as the year was coming to a close, doing exactly what you were just talking about, Jonas, chalking up your wins. Um, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot of negativity last year. And um, so folks would say, oh, what was bad about this? What was bad about that? And then folks started saying maybe around mid-December, all right, well, instead of focusing on what's the worst of the year, what do, what would we say was the best of the year? Um, what are your personal wins? personal accomplishments. I, I have a hard time doing that. Um, cause I don't, I don't keep tallies it feels like a tally. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I won't sit here and lie and say, I just fly by the seat of my plan pants all the time. I do a lot of planning out in my life. Um, but it, for me, once I get to a goal, once it's accomplished, I check it off mentally move on to the next one. So I find it, I, I found it challenging, not that my year was full of uh, shortcomings or L's. I actually had a lot of positive things happen. Um, but it's like, well, what are they? Uh, I don't know if I can sit here and go back from January 1st, 2022, all the way to December 13th, 2022. Right. And be like, well, what are all the wins I had? Um, so how do, so do y'all do that? Um, I think it's just more about, because um, I definitely don't either. Like when you say you don't necessarily just fly by the seat of your pants and you do plan things out. I definitely fly by the seat of my pants a little too much and just kind of don't go, uh, just, you know, just don't, um, I, sh I should plan more things. I'll say like, <laughs> I should probably be planning more. Um, mm -hmm. And even though I said what I said, I'm saying it because I'm one of those people. I believe that I need to keep more of not necessarily a tally, but just, you know, plan a bit more. Write them out kinda, kind of deal or. Yeah. Like, you know, and not even anything where it has to be like, OK, by January, I want to have this done. By February, okay. I want to have this done. But like just list a few goals that I want to have achieved by the end of the year or by the end of the month or, you know, and then look back like, OK, what did I get done? Because mm -hmm. then you can kind of keep track of your progress. It's kind of like, you know, working out. If you say, I want to lose 15 pounds, you know, but if you're never actually keeping track and, you know, keeping yourself accountable, going to the gym consistently and all that, then you look up six months later, like, 
why didn't I lose, mm-hmm. you know, that weight that I was trying to lose? So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be a little bit more organized in your planning is probably why. So I say that to say it's helpful to just kind of not a direct tally, but at least a loose tally of like, let's say it's with your career. If you're trying to get that promotion, okay, well, what do I need to do to get that promotion? I need to do yeah. this, and you do this, and you do this. And then you can look back and be like, okay, if you didn't get it, then you can look back and be like, okay, let me go back to what I wrote down. Did I do mm-hmm. any of those things? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, or if you're trying to get a house, or if you're trying to, you know, uh, spruce up your home, or, you know, mm-hmm. like, and if you're just sitting around looking at like, oh, dang, I didn't do nothing for my home. I didn't do none of that landscaping stuff that I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't clean the gutters out like I wanted to. I didn't paint that room. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, you know, that's like a loose kind of tally. Not like, okay, January, what I do? Because I can't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah, so you did. I definitely can't remember what I did last January besides walk into my new job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that uh, congratulations on the year, by the way? Oh yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome that's all the only thing I remember from January is walking <laughs> into that new chat. Bravo, bravo. Yeah, appreciate. I, it. I, I appreciate what you guys are talking about, though, because um, when it really boils down to how do you really assess, you know, what happened previously, if you're not intentional about it in some form or fashion it's going to be very challenging to go back or reach back and 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 see what you did where you came from even how you did it i was listening to a book i'm listening to a book uh right now by john maxwell called the 15 something or others i can't remember he's always got a great book title um, and then you get into it and it's really good stuff but i'm listening to this book and i'll give you the title of it in a minute um and he says these words and i think he was quoting somebody else but he said goals don't motivate outcomes do right and so i think for the most part we don't actualize the fact that we accomplish goals because we see our outcomes and our outcomes are actually what drive us to accomplishment. Um, so if I keep a tally of what I accomplished, it's typically because I had a goal that it was aligned with. So I, I think it's easier, in my opinion, to keep up with your goals because you will know what the goal was in that accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is intentionally. Um, so for me, like when I start out the year, I typically spend 30 days um, in, in a fast and it's a build up fast. So the first week of the month, I, I give up something. The second week of the month, I give up a little bit more. The third week of the month, I give up a little bit more. And then the fourth week of the month, I'm really intentional about being very regimented in my uh, way of life for that week. Uh, just to one, create space um, between me and all outside influences and then mm-hmm. to get closer to the Lord so I can hear what his intentions are for the year um, and make sure I'm very clear on the path forward. So uh, that's one of the things that I do um, automatically and intentionally in January. It's great for ministry. It's great for my career. Um, but in doing that, I tend to find out um, one, what I'm made of, what am I prepared for? And then it gives me that urge to look back and say, how did I get to this place? So I'm intentional. I'm taking time to reflect. I'm, you know, not necessarily like Anthony said, listing off my wins. Um, uh, Cause I'm very much so a check the box and move on to the next thing too. I think that's a lot of what type A's do. It's like, I'm going to check this box and then, you know, I'm going to delegate 
delegate the the continuation of this to someone else. Um, but you, you you look back, you look at the wins, you look at what you wanted to accomplish, and then you kind of delve into whether or not that's even important anymore. Is that a sound goal for me? Um, because oftentimes what we'll do is we'll have good intentions uh, with no actual mindset of how it's going to be fruitful for us. Um, mm. If it's not going to be fruitful for you, why should it be a goal? Why should you spend any energy on it? Why you should you spend any time doing that thing? And so for me, I just try to make sure that I center myself on what the Lord wants me to do. And once I get my uh, some clarity from him, it's easy to set goals and it's easy for me to monitor that work. So, you know, starting out the year, I'm trying to read more and study more. That was a goal that I wanted to have at the end of last year for this year so that I can be a more effective pastor and leader and, um, and, and, and therapist. Um, and then <clears throat> there's other goals too, but a lot of the things that I'm trying to do are intentionally pointed at something that I'm already doing in my life. And I'm not trying to build more capacity into my life. I'm actually trying to free capacity up. Hmm. From a psychological standpoint, it sounds like doing that can be beneficial. Yeah, I I get concerned about like looking at the past and uh, and saying, well, this didn't happen, and then a certain mindset can make that like they're hyper focus, and then oh, I didn't accomplish this, that, or the other thing. So then mm -hmm. that beats, then you start beating yourself up from a spiritual standpoint. I look at the, and this is part, probably part of the reason why I don't keep a tally. Actually, I'm not even going to say probably it's definitely part of the reason why I don't keep a tally is um, I'm concerned about pride and I start listening to things that I did. I got this mm -hmm. done. I got that done. And then I stuck because I've done it in the past is the problem. <laughs> then I start saying, well, this is this is where I won. And then the focus becomes on on too much on me and not on on this on the God side, not on what he helped me do or even just not even just helped me, allowed me to do. Yeah, um, that's real. Like it, it's, you know, those are just a couple of traps, almost pitfalls. If you if you let it get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a very strong point. Very strong point. Um, I like what. Uh, Jeff said earlier about being intentional. I do think that sometimes like we'll have things that we want to achieve, but if we don't put them down, then we're not being intentional about those things. Mm -hmm. But that was very interesting. What Anthony just said about how, you know, we can let our pride and our egos get in the way of, you know, I did this, I did that. And not recognizing that, you know, God put that together for us or, you know, mm -hmm. God enabled us to, you know, to, to, to get these things done. And, um, it's also a matter of grace, you know, like I was saying earlier, as far as when you're saying like, maybe I didn't do this, maybe I didn't do that. Um, also, those things might not have been meant for you to do. And we, I'll speak for myself. I had to recognize this when I'm praying for the certain things, you know, if certain things I'm always praying, but if this, whatever it is, is meant for me, let no obstacle stop me from getting to it. But mm -hmm. if it's not meant for me, put it completely out of my reach then when god puts things completely out of my reach i get upset 
I thought that it was for me. You know, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm let down and I'm thinking this thing, whatever it was, was what I was supposed to have. And Jonas is in my business. <laughs> and not recognizing that God put this out of my reach. I asked him to put this out of my reach and he did it. And I'm like, dang, why didn't I, why don't I have this thing that I wanted so bad? And God is like, you told me to put it out of your reach. It wasn't really for you like you thought it was. See, this so I have to me. recognize that as well when we're, you know, talking about tallies and goals that we wanted to achieve and mm. by a certain timeline, we still have to recognize that it's not our plan, it's God's. And uh, just because we didn't achieve a certain thing doesn't mean that we failed. That might mean that it wasn't meant for us to be in the first place. All right. Now, who... Who let you in like that? Who let you in my life like that? Because I know we cool and all that. <laughs> well, I will only say to that is that we have been friends a long time, so we must okay. be pretty aligned. Because <laughs> I, I, I've never, I've never said that prayer. I've always asked God to give me what, what I need in order to do what He wants me to do. Mm -hmm. I always put it, I always put it like that. Um, but that perspective is fantastic. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I needed that. Um, and I'm gonna carry that with me through the year because it, if it's, if it's not, no, what was that? I didn't hear it. What'd you say? <laughs> he asked if it was a new year's resolution. I said, no, <laughs> um, because I don't, having not looked at it from that perspective, Excuse me, sorry. It, it really does feel like, uh, a failure. It really does feel like that. It's like, man, well, or even, even worse than that, it feels like I've let God down. Like, oh man, I didn't accomplish this thing that I had in my head. Not, it wasn't meant for it to be. It was like, oh man, God, God put that in my head when maybe he didn't in the first place. Mm -hmm. And well, yeah, maybe he didn't in the first place. And then it's, oh man, if I, if God put it in my head and I didn't do it, then, oh man, I've really let him down. And that is something I never want to do. Right. But knowing that. It's e it's either it's either a wait, like a not not now kind of situation, or it's a it's not supposed to happen for you right. situation. That can that's a that's an excellent perspective. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you, brother. Now I don't yeah, have man, to uh, call a counselor tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what this is all about. But it's like a um, it's a matter of also being. I think that this is what Jeff was talking about as far as being in tune. Mm -hmm. what God wants you to do because as humans we do have to recognize that we do have free will mm -hmm. so let's just say that like somebody wanted to lose 20 pounds but they never went to the gym that's mm -hmm. not the time to say well I guess God didn't want me to lose them 20 pounds <laughs> right <laughs> you know that's also you know we got to have some real accountability as well but yeah. if you've done everything that you're supposed to do mm -hmm. And like, let's say there's some type of career move you really wanted and you really like performed to the best of your ability at the job and, you know, you didn't achieve this certain thing. That's not to say that I was a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe God is trying to show you something different. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't mean that you didn't do what you're supposed to do and you let God down. God may be just telling you, like, just wait. Yeah. Keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Be still. I got something else for you that you won't even know. Yeah. 
It's, you know, so much better, right? Jonah's <laughs> preaching, man. <laughs> so much better, I promise you. And and that's one of the things, uh, again, when it comes to, you know, again, being intentional, starting your year off right. If you look back and you look at your failures, there's a lot of times we look at the things that we have shortcomings on and we disregard our life um, or, or, or those accomplishments in a way um, because we don't realize that a failure or a misstep was still just a growth point in our journey. I learned something from that failure. I learned something from that misstep. If it's just simply, I need to be more effective in uh, communicating what the Lord uh, wants me to do or listening to what the Lord wants me to do. If, if that's the only lesson I learned, then great. Uh, right. But it goes even deeper because I can begin to trace the, I, mean, I, I guarantee you, we know more clearly the places where we weren't successful than we when it comes to the places where we were. It's almost like when we're successful, it's a given. It was supposed to happen. Whereas when it, we were not successful, we're like, dang. And we remember it. Like, I mean, I can tell you right now, I can probably trace some of the biggest places I felt like I hit pitfalls last year. Mm -hmm. What did I learn? And how did that get me to where I am now? Um, so you know we we have to we have to take it all as it comes. Like you're you're not always going to bat a thousand. Like batting a thousands, you know that's like bowling three hundreds every time you get on um, on on the course. It's always shooting under par. It's never going to happen. Right. Uh, <laughs> so you know I, I recognize that if God removes something from my uh, ability or my scope to attain it, you know, like you guys said, it could be a a not right now situation, mm -hmm. low situation, or it could be a development of resilience. How do I persist mm. to the place where I accomplish this? Because if I persist at some point, my persistence is no longer, I can do this. My persistence becomes, I need God to do this, right? right. So it becomes a very big deal um, for all of us. Um, the, the name of the book, by the way, by John C. Maxwell was The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Um, yeah, I like Maxwell, man. You know, uh, yeah, he's pretty dope. wings. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, no, not that Maxwell. John Maxwell. Oh, so it's not not Coco Cure. No, wow. Sir. Oh, my bad, sir. This we're not talking about this women's work match. Well, oh, okay. he's doing. John, Don't worry, Jonas. Jonas is just doing a little something, something. I know. <laughs> Turn it up. Hey, oh, watch out! Got him. <laughs> Dad jokes are coming. Listen, but yeah. So, man, when you when you are when you're intentional, when you're intent, the way you can start a year off real strong is by really recognizing that everything I experienced last year. If I'm struggling to remember my wins, I'm certainly going to be able to um, capture some of those places where I feel like I came up short, and at least analyze where I came up short for what I learned from it. My, what's my lesson learned? We, 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 every project I ever worked on in the business world was about uh, a, a lesson learned. What could we do? What do we gain from going through this exercise? Um, Cause it just makes you better at minimum. It makes you better. Even if you're falling, um, just like Maxwell says in this book, he says, even if you're falling fail, or failing, fail forward. Hmm. Sun new shoes for the game today. Oh yeah. <laughs> You got you got to have new shoes for the new for the fresh season. First time playing basketball, I had to go get some new shoes last night. Yeah, first game today. You did right. 
Yankees. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think um, would you, would you say? <laughs> I said my first pair of basketball shoes had plastic soles. I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being a kid of the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's like what Jeff was saying. It's more, I guess it's more of a thing where maybe we should uh, look back at the past year or whatever or what have you and 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 thank God for the wins and then also thank him for the lessons mm. that you may have learned out of the losses because it's really, really, really his plan. Yeah. So if you were doing everything you were supposed to do and then this happened or you know, that you liked or this happened that you didn't like, but you learned from it, you know, just got to thank God for it all. Because when I was down bad and laid off and I was talking to my pastor a whole lot, um, one of the things she kept preaching was to rejoice anyway. Hmm. Even through the tough times, because you never know what's what's coming off, what's what's coming up, what he's lining you up for. And that was tough. Yeah. Like. When you are down, 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 it's hard to pick yourself back up and just thank God anyway, rejoice mm-hmm. anyway, because you're just not in that mindset. You're you're of the mindset of I failed. What am I doing wrong? You know, I'm doing I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to do when you really just need to sit your butt down, mm-hmm. be still, you know, keep pushing, but just be still mm-hmm. and just That's wait. Three, six and ten, by the way. Be say it again. Be God. still and know. Forty six and ten. Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to scriptures no more. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here. I know there's something in there that says uh, Jonas is great. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Killing it. No. Oh, never mind. Something similar. It I'm sure. Jesus is great, but it is. Oh, okay. Cool. That's an Indian uh, J, a J name. Yeah. You're close. The Jays, the Jays was lining up, but here's here, here's here's the deal. I think the two things we've already covered in our conversation is, is be intentional. Um, so that's a good thing to start off the year right and to remember throughout the year if you can be intentional. It doesn't matter what you're being intentional about. Be intentional. That's step one. Next two is the step two was learn a lesson, learn mm-hmm. something through your process. Like whether it's going well or it's not. That's not necessarily space for you to celebrate or have a pity party. It, oftentimes, we got to stop, sit back, reflect at the in the moment, and say, "What did I learn? What did I gain out of this?" Mm-hmm. So, sometimes you might find that you were doing something or working towards a goal that you thought was going to bring you fulfillment, and the next thing you know, man, I got this thing done, and I don't feel any different. I don't feel that like it part. was successful. I don't feel like it was a failure. Mm-hmm. It was one thing, and that is, I think probably the worst lesson learned um, that you can have. I'd probably much rather fail than do a thing that brought me nothing. You know what I mean? Like, how can you say you did a thing and you accomplished the goal and then you don't feel or experience the the joy of having accomplished the goal? I think that's... I think we get into that when we really just start chasing money, 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 money. You know, like you're climbing this corporate ladder or whatever it is that you got going and you're making all this money, but you look up and then you still feel like empty inside. And you're wondering, like, I've done all these things. Like, why do I still, like, why don't I feel like I thought I would feel when I got all this stuff? You know, it's Mm. just stuff, you know, money and stuff, the house, the car, whatever. And then you still feel empty. Like you always hear about 
these are, you know, millionaires and billionaires or whatever who harm themselves. Mm -hmm. And we sitting here looking like, man, we thought they had it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and like Twitch, you know, he is, it's bad. It's a bad situation to have uh, the greatest life from the outside and everybody's looking in the outside and no one knows the inner pain that you're dealing with. It's like, Mm -hmm. I can accomplish so much, but there's no value in what I accomplish if it does not bring me fulfillment. But, you know, as I add to that, I don't just want my personal fulfillment. Maybe you don't believe what I believe. You're not spiritually inclined to Christianity the way that I am. And that's cool. But even still, accomplishing for self is a very limited fulfillment. Like accomplish for something. Like, is it for my family? Is it for my community? Is it for my people? I'm doing this, but it's not because I. It's about me. I think that's one of the biggest things that um, people in general, but definitely African-American men have to really start gauging their lives on. Am I being this or doing this for the selfish recognition I get for it? And if that's the reason I'm doing it for it, that I'm doing it for it, then I can guarantee that the fulfillment's going to fade and I'm going to have to go out and do something else to bring it back. So like have a purpose and Mm -hmm. what you're doing for something, but let you be lowest on the totem pole, if that makes sense. You said a word right there, because a lot of times we think we're doing something for our family and, you know, but it's really just for selfish reasons. We're sitting here like, yeah, I got to hurry to get this this big old house for, you know, so, so that my family can have, you know, but you really don't need a big old house. Like you just, you need shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of kids. if you if you got a lot of kids, you got to have a big old house. Y'all got a lot. Of kids. <laughs> I mean, who is y'all? <laughs> I mean, three I mean, is a lot to me. I, I got. Think, I mean, I think three is the Weird. limit before you start telling somebody they got a lot of kids. When somebody four and up is when you start looking at people like, "Yo, you got a lot of kids." Yeah, but three is that the, three the is right there on the edge. Wait, you said what? It depends on the activity level of those kids. If you can have three rambunctious kids and you need a big old house. Hey, you can have a lot one, of you can have one rambunctious kid. <laughs> that's a lot of kids. It's a fact. They don't take but the one. Mm-hmm. They don't take but the one. You you little minion, you done brought all of this. Because most things Your are fit family. for a family of four or a family of five. Once you start saying, Yeah, I got a family of six. <laughs> wait a minute lots of, we gotta lots wait of till we clear yeah. we don't have any booths open yeah you got you got a right 45 now. minute wait you got, yeah you got the 45 minute wait wait, wait. now why why are they going before us because they got three people it's yeah, two they got, two parents yeah. and a child it's a four four time we got a four time ready to go out to dinner huh i said families of six and seven go get to go out to dinner uh, on special occasions, as a, yeah, as a child of a family of six, <laughs> it would take special occasions for us I to go out to dinner. I remember the most dinners we ever went out to was sometimes mom would want to cook on Sunday. So we would go in Terre Haute to a place called the Royal Fork. It that was, sounds it, terrible. It, it, it was great. <laughs> the, the best fried chicken in Terre Haute, Indiana. It was delicious. And you could eat all you wanted. And I remember the cinnamon rolls at that joint. But we didn't go out to dinner because it was seven of us. That's an expensive bill. I'm telling you, even in the 80s. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The nerve of you to tell Anthony and myself to have three kids. <laughs> and we got a lot of kids and you come from a family of seven. You hear me? It's 2022, though. Uh, it's not. Look at that. 2023, y'all. Yeah, fix it. 2023. 
It was and, worse back then. Why nobody get no money back then? And you know, back Reagan- then. Reaganomics. <laughs> right. <laughs> you yeah. have a family of seven in the Reagan era is way worse in than us Reagan in the family Bush of three. Era, bro, in the this, Reagan Bush era. One thing that has stayed consistent is that this podcast is going to go off the rails at some point. Every single time. <laughs> is that off the rails? <laughs> I, think, I think we're pretty much on it. <laughs> <laughs> Reel it back in. We're going to go on some tangents. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to br- come back to um, something Jeff was talking about. Because um, one of the things, if we, since we're listing things, if you will, one of the things I was thinking about this year is prioritization. I, I spend a lot of time, particularly prioritization of self. Yeah. Of, the, of, of myself. I spend a lot of time just with what I do, with where my calling is, with where my, uh, where I feel like God has led me, uh, doing for others. And I'm not, this is not a complaint by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that actually Jeff's talking about fulfillment that actually fulfills me quite a bit. Um, but what I have noticed to almost to a, to a detriment, not even almost definitely to a detriment in a lot of different ways is, um, when you do a lot of that, you can end up neglecting yourself and not putting yourself, putting any self-care on the list of things to do yep. Yeah, and putting yourself so far, not, not even at the bottom of the totem pole, but in the post that goes in the ground in the totem pole, hmm. <laughs> like you end up putting yourself down there. So the question then for y'all notice what I'm doing. The question then for y'all is, um, how do you do that, but then also not make your life, uh, selfish? How do you maintain selflessness, but also managing, um, prioritizing your, your self-care? That's a really good question. Why swipe at it first, Joe? Oh wow. Really? I'm taking <laughs> really? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I think <clears throat> you just pick an activity that doesn't take away from your time with your family or mm-hmm. time from your job, because you gotta, you know, you gotta support your family. But you just pick an activity that's just not gonna be too much of a burden for you to do because you know sometimes we will we'll we'll pick an activity that's just taking away too much from the family it's putting too much pressure on your wife or your partner or whatever what have you and you know and it's put dumping all the family responsibilities on them while you out doing your thing you know Mm -hmm. whatever that may be so you pick a healthy activity something that either is going to keep you in shape or something that puts your mind at ease or just something that just brings you a little bit of joy Something to where you can it'll help you reset because a lot of us are running on E and mm-hmm. we don't know why. And sometimes we just need to reset, give ourselves some grace, give ourselves some some relaxation so that we can be better at showing up mm. for our family, for our job, for or whatever it is that we have. But that reset is so important it could be working out it could be you know some type of um intramural sport 
You know, it mm-hmm. could be, you know, you want to take a class to learn a language, or, you know, whatever it is that you're into. Uh, the game. Ch- Play the game. You know, sitting down, just playing the video game. It could be something where you don't even have to leave the house. It could just be like, look, y'all, just give me an hour. I just want to spend an hour with this book. Mm-hmm. Just give me an hour and I'll be fine. You know, and, you know, you just pick something that would just give you time to do whatever it is you want to do. And make sure that whatever that thing is, it's not taking away too much from the people that you love and care about. Maybe right. that's it. I know all of that is way easier said than done <laughs> because, you know, we start to, um, you know, it, it's it's really easy to put ourselves last in a dangerous, in a dangerous way. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what I'm, talk- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Going to work. You know, first thing we think about is work because, you know, mm-hmm. bills got to get paid. So you're going to work. Then uh, kids. So you might, you know, you know, got to make sure the kids are right because they can't take care of themselves yet. So you got to take care of the kids. Then you're looking at your spouse, your wife, your husband, you know, your, your partner, whatever. And you're like, we got to get a date night in something. You know, we got to do something for ourselves. We got to talk to each other. You know, we got to make sure we're checking in with each other. And then you're looking at everything like, OK, I'm taking care of them, I'm taking care of the kids, I'm taking care of my job. And you're never actually taking care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. worse. And you're running on E, you don't realize it. And then that's when depression sneaks in, anxiety sneaks in, health issues sneak in. So, yeah, that could be the number one resolution right there is making sure that you just check in with yourself and just do something. Even if it's Mm -hmm. just sit down and then just like just meditation for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever you got to do, because it's dangerous running on E. Jonathan became the doctor and the mental health professional in in one failed swoop. I mean, don't really, don't forget the preacher now. Oh, and the preacher. Yeah, he didn't he didn't played all of our roles today himself. He's in here winning. If anybody's looking for a podcast partner, let me know. <laughs> they dumping questions in my lap. I answer the questions and they dog me for answering. Oh no, 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 no. This is what I needed. You did an amazing job. You did wonderful. I'm, look, man. Exactly what the question was asking, and you answered it clearly. It, it if I could sum it up, you just basically find what it means to be balanced. But I'm talking to myself because these are things that I need to do more of. I, when this podcast mm-hmm. goes off, I'll mess around and I do none of mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm going to need to listen to this and actually put this stuff in motion because Word. like, you know, people talk a lot, you know, but the execution, what'd you say? The execution. Outcome, yeah. the execution is the thing. And, you know, I'm all, you know, all honesty, I'm bad mm-hmm. at that part of it, you know, planning a bunch of stuff and then not executing you know, so talking yeah. to myself and all of this and hopefully somebody else gets some out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you, it, absolutely. And you, and, and I think again, for, for both of you, it, it really boils down to balance. Um, so for me, what I do for myself, you know, is I, I play a, at least a round of golf per week and I try to do it at times when it's not going to interfere with the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, here's a shameless plug. 2023 is the first year I've entered where I'm fully entrepreneurial. I don't work for anybody but myself in the church and the Lord. I'm grateful for that. So round of applause, man. That's major. Thanks. Absolutely. Fully, fully, fully licensed in the state of California now as a marriage and family therapist, building that practice up even more. So I'm grateful to be able to say what I'm saying. 
because I can take time, you know, while other people would have to do a nine to five and do things that they don't they couldn't do during that time frame. So I, I, I find a couple of rounds of golf a week if I can, or it's just some time around the golf course. Anything that allows for me to be a little bit physical and active while being outside is something that I do. That's my self time that frees me up, you know, to think, to clear my mind, to breathe, to stretch, to, you know, just be a man. You know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some of you may spit, uh, scratch. Yeah, I mean, one of the big deals uh, when it comes to being a man of God. Oh, right? my bad. Well, no, that too, though. Oh. I mean, because when it comes to being a man of God, it's very hard for people to allow for you to be human. Mm. And so, you know, I like going places where people don't know my station and my status. It's mm. not that I'm out there cussing and living my own life and, and things of that nature, but I can just be me in a more natural sense. So I think that's important for, for men in general. You may not be a, a pastor or, or have any station of, of in, in, in the church whatsoever, just as a, a great lay person, but uh, you have to have an outlet where you can go and be you uniquely who you are without any of the roles encompassing upon your space. And so the prioritization of self, Anthony, huge thing to do with balance. Like what, what, where, how much time have I given to everything else? I mean, Jesus went away to pray to his daddy, Mm -hmm. took his me time. And, you know, sometimes our, our partners, our, our wives, our husbands or whatever, they don't appreciate that because if we're honest, we all have kind of a self-serving nature. We want what we want. We don't necessarily pay attention to what others want. Mm. Uh, but you have to take the time to do you um, in healthy ways. I'm not telling you go out and go to the bar, go to the strip club and things of that nature. That stuff is not necessarily healthy for your fam- familial cycle, um, um, psyche. But it is important to get out and do something you know even if it's hanging out with the with your boys i'm not telling y'all go and spend time in bible studies that's fun for me you know that's that is not fun for everybody else i i encourage you to stay in your word but that's not fun for everybody but but do something that separates you as an individual from your family because it's very important to maintain a sense of personal identity and maintain balance. If you're being a good husband, you're being a good father, you're being a good um, employee, you're being you know, a good church member or a mosque member or community member, and you're doing all of those things well, and you forget you, burnout happens like you wouldn't believe so quick. And I, I just think it's not it's not healthy to do that. I love the other thing that you said, Joe, and I'm and I'll, I'll toss it back to y'all. Uh, is that meditation piece, man? Find you fifteen minutes to just be, breathe, and don't do nothing else. Try not to think if you can, but just sit for fifteen minutes and just be. Because that right there, man, that right there is so refreshing in the middle of a day that's already hectic. When you get off work, you're going to be running. When you was, you was rushing into work, you're going to rush out of work. It's Just find 15 minutes. I, I know, and you might say you don't have the time, but the truth of the matter is, is you got 15 minutes where you can just sit and breathe and just decompress for a minute. It, it, it might be the only 15 minutes you get, but if you do that 
seven days a week, you just gave yourself almost a little over two hours or a little almost two hours of, of time to mm -hmm. really just get connected with yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, first of all, congratulations on being an entrepreneur. You know, like that is major, 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 major. And then Thanks. also make sure that you keep that golf going. Cause one thing I know about being an entrepreneur, tough. And you find yourself, like you said, you have clients and whatnot and pastor, but you find yourself, you don't have a, a, a set work day. Right. So, you know, you're always hustling. You're always bugging clients because you're thinking that I got to, you know, I got to, you know, there's no set set of hours that you're going to get paid a, a set check. And you know, that check is coming, you know, so every month is different, you know, financially for right. you. So you're always thinking that, okay, I got to get it while the getting is good. You know, this, this couple that's going through something, whenever they want to talk, I'm going to make myself available to talk. So I got to, you know, and your schedule gets out of whack. Then you look up two months later, you don't realize you stopped playing golf <laughs> and you burned out. And you, no, I'm, tell, I'm telling you with this whole entrepreneurial things, you know, I did some years where I was just strictly yeah. DJing and you find yourself booking things that you wouldn't normally book because you got to get the money while the money is there to get. Cause yeah. you don't know what next month going to look like. So, you know, this That's money true. that you're getting right now, you got to get it, but that leads to burnout. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. So, I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love now about having just a set job. I know everybody's on the hustling. You got to get your LLC and you got to <laughs> your own boss and you got to find some know, crypto to invest in. Yeah. And I get it. I promise you, I get it. Generational wealth, set up something for your kids, buy some land, build you a brick and mortar store or online store. I promise you, I get it. But sometimes just having a nine to five Monday through Friday, a set routine. Everybody's not built to have their own LLC and be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with just going and getting you a job in your familiar area and, and with your skill set and, you know, just doing what you do. Cause that's a set schedule. You're going to get a set check. You got a routine with your family and it's easier to schedule your me time. It's that's easy what I'm, for sure. It's easy yeah. to balance for sure. Um, just, so I'm just telling you, you know, just be mindful of that as you are now embarking upon, you know, just strictly working for yourself now. So don't yeah. forget about yourself while you're working for yourself. Hashtag abolish hustle, hustle culture. <laughs> no, I'm not abolishing hustle culture because I'm still in hustle culture. I got a gig next Friday. Anybody listening in D.C.? I'm at the Howard Theater um, DJing a whole R&B set. We're back in the mix. I didn't do many gigs last year because I was trying to nail down this NPR job. Now I got the NPR job, so now we're back on these wheels, baby. So make sure you show up whenever you listen. And, he, and you talk about a master at his craft. <laughs> DJ Mr. Adams is a master at his craft. Thank you, sir. Master. Thank you, sir. But I'm, I'm just letting you know. Tell, I just told him he needed to be teaching. He he didn't respond when I told him that on text. <laughs> he need to get himself into a into a teaching mode because he know thing. what he's doing. I don't know how to teach it. It's just I don't know. We you know what? Later. Yeah. Uh, no, we're gonna get into it now because because <laughs> I never saw myself as a teacher until I found somebody to teach. Hmm. And it and it wasn't really an intentional thing. Um, people just came up and and like. The 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 uh, network that I work with combined or not combined, but uh, started sponsoring, if you will, uh, a medical school, and they started sending students my way. People just ask, 
how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. Sorry. Like, oh yeah, I'll break that down for you. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then it it just it just ends up being a natural a natural thing. Like you can show all you and all you're really doing when it comes to teaching is just showing them what you know. Yep. Yep. That's really all it is. So anyway. We're into it. <laughs> but yeah, so, don't forget but, about yourself, Jeff. Yeah. Don't forget about yourself and that whole hustle spirit because, but yeah, hustle. Keep hustling. It's do your thing. Do your thing, but just keep, if, if all I'm works, saying is keep golfing. <laughs> if it works out the way that I, I've envisioned it and I'm praying for it to be, uh, I, I re- actually really won't have to grind too much. The grind, I believe, for me when it came to all this was over the past few years, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, kind of a segue a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But over the past few years, training and developing and getting to a place where I could be independently and fully licensed, I did a lot of the groundwork while, you know, being uh, employed for other people. And so uh, because of that, there's a network of people that I've already served that either come back to me or always point people in my direction. So I'm I'm gaining more groundswell as it relates to referrals. And I am very selective on who I'm going to support and work with. I try to work with all African-American males if I can. So I'll just let you know that you're in the state of California. Another shameless plug. Look me up. I'm on psychology today. Um, but I try to work with um, all African-American males if I can. Um, but then other referrals that come to me, I'm just selective. If I feel like it's something that I want to get into, um, I, I get into it. If I if it's something that I don't think that is going to be a good fit for me, I try to make a referral. So definitely keep my balance. Definitely not going to uh, stop golfing, um, even though, you know, it's it's it can be time consuming. It's it's the thing that gives me joy when I'm not in the pulpit, when I'm not sitting across uh, the room from somebody supporting their needs and with my family. It's the thing that gives me joy. So I'm not. Well, that's care. that's what I needed to hear, gentlemen, about like doing that prioritization. It's the health, the healthy piece, choosing a healthy option um, is it. Mm-hmm. And. Also consistency. That's the other thing that um, prioritization and consistency with it. That may be two separate things, but also the same thing because you can start doing like Jeff. I'm going to use Jeff as the example. Um, you can start playing golf as your hobby as it be, and it becomes something consistent that you do. And then Jonah's talking about how, you know, when you start, doing things for others that loses its priority, that self-care starts to lose its priority. But then Jeff being consistent with it, it's almost habitual now. And his family, not even almost knowing Jeff, but his family also knows that um, these, this part of his life is important for his well-being. And I think that's, that ends up being a communication piece. So prioritization consistency and communication are just a few things else because that communication ends up being look y'all as jonas mentioned it too like telling your family i need this time so i can be better for you i need this time so i can be if i can make if i can be the best me i can be then y'all got it y'all got the best me that's available to you no, and and then we're all all on the same page. And your family communicating that with your family, like I need to be, 
like for me, Jonas and I have had this conversation before just about how exercise relieves stress. Um, And if that's, that's one of the things I'm prioritizing this year when it comes to myself is more consistency in with exercise, whether it just be into gym or cardio, whatever I got to do, I'm going to be more consistent with it. Cause I know that if I can take it out in the weight room or take it out with some cardio, then I'm not taking it out on them. And even more importantly, I'm not taking it out on me. Right. Like I'm not beating myself up. Oh man, I got this stress. I don't know what to do with it. I'm just going to hold on to it or bury it or ignore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those things are terrible for you. Um, but yeah, con- the consistency, the communication, the prioritization, those seem to be the um, things that are good for your mental well-being, things that are definitely good for your physical well-being. Cause that includes like eating healthier, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I will say, add this on before we uh, wrap this thing up. Also encourage that for our wives and spouses. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if we're running on E, chances are they're probably running on E too. Mm-hmm. And they need to, they also need something to do something healthy so that they don't lose themselves either because, you know, we're talking about ourselves here, but the job of being a mother, sheesh, <laughs> almost did it. Almost you almost did it. Sheesh. We almost but, had to put the, we almost had to put the explicit on this podcast. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, they need something as well. It could be just, you know, manicure, pedicure time. It mm-hmm. could be yoga. It could be kickboxing, you know, whatever it is that they want to do. You know, you can make suggestions carefully because you don't want them to think that you're trying to get rid of them but uh <laughs> like, yeah, go somewhere for an hour and leave me alone that ain't that ain't the way <laughs> that you ain't know? it but you know you might have to be intentional with that joe you might have to be intentional with that instead of um telling them or suggesting that they do you create the space for them to i got the kids i booked you this yeah. massage yeah. go on out here get yourself some rest and i'll see you when you get back kind of situation. bingo bingo that's what i'm talking about absolutely Absolutely. Well, bros, I appreciate it. I'm so glad that we got this year kicked off, this season kicked off. Uh, Again, our New Year's resolution to everybody out there is that we're going to try to be a little bit more consistent this year. Again, life got in the way last year, but in a good way. There's so many great things happening for all three of us that we're grateful actually to kind of hit pause on this, but we wanted to get back to it because we feel that we can be of some type of influence to support you all. Uh, We talked about Four good things. Uh, my my goal was to get us up to ten, but I think we got to about six or seven, which is great. Hey, we um, fell short of our goal, but you know what? It's not a failure. No, it's not a failure. <laughs> we learned something. Sometimes the number is arbitrary, and and that's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let me let me list them real quick. If, if, in 2023, some things that you can do to keep your year going strong is be intentional. Find something that you're going to do and stay spot on with it as best you can. Um, Learn a lesson. If things are going well, if things aren't going well, just take some time for a moment to reflect what it is that you're learning from every situation that you're in. Prioritize not just everything else you do in life, but prioritize self. 
Do that as a means to consistently keep your mind fresh and engaged in everything that you have to belong to. Um, you do that through communication, do that through consistency. You can do that through making sure that you set appropriate boundaries or whatever it needs to do, you need to do. Make sure that you are prioritizing yourself. Um, above all, man, make sure that you've got some space where you can just be you. Um, I got a couple of scriptures for you because you know I always do that. Um, As you should. Throw some things at you that you can reflect on uh, throughout this next these next coming weeks. Um, Colossians three and twenty three says, "Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. Make your primary focus of whatever you're going to accomplish focused on your God and um, those that higher powers that are empowering you with what you are good at. If you do that, that's going to keep you focused forward as opposed to focused, uh, you know, centrally or around you. It keeps you focused on the prize in front of you. And then there's this other one and it's, it's a money scripture, but I don't want you to focus on money. I just want you to hear the words for what they say in second Corinthians nine and seven. It says you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Be willing to give of yourself. Be willing to commit to these plans and this focus for 2023. I think it will be of good service to you to know where your no's are and where your yeses are. If you have more no's, you free up your yeses. I, I think I read that in a book by um, Teray Roberts called um, Balance earlier this year or earlier last year. So um, know where your no's are. Allow for them to uh, be fluent in your life. And that will make you a more cheerful giver. It'll make you intentional. It'll help you learn a lesson. It'll help you prioritize. You'll be a better communicator. You'll be more consistent. Your life will be what you desire it to be. And you don't have to go 100 miles per hour to get there. If you're already on day seven of 2023 and you're going too fast, I give you permission to slow down and enjoy the ride. It's a day-to-day -day process. You can't get to the end of the year by rushing through it. Just take a day at a time and you'll get there. Y'all have a great one. It's been a blessing. It's been a pleasure to uh, support you. We are on social media platforms. Twitter, the declining Twitter <laughs> podcast. We are on Instagram at the Refresh Podcast. We are on Facebook, the Refresh Podcast. That the is very important. And then we also have a email address let me see if i can get this right the refresh podcast at writeme.com i believe that's it so if we uh, if i mess it up y'all find it out there somewhere you Which, just get it right me w-r-i-t-e write me w-r-i-t-e absolutely.com so hit us up yeah uh, give us some suggestions we're going to be back here probably in the next uh couple of weeks uh with another pod for you if not sooner than later we will definitely get back to you so join us again man we're looking forward to it i was Don't just going to forever i was just going to say we should do this more often and yeah, go see. <laughs> is Wakanda Forever still in the theater? It's gonna be on Disney yes, Plus soon. It's gonna be on Disney Plus on February first. On the first. First of February. First of February. Black History Month. They, they kicking off Black History Month. No, they not slow at all. They re they released the first one during Black History Month. They know what they're doing. Uh -huh. They know what they're doing. Go go for it, Ryan. They're making, a, they're making a lot of money at Disney. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But they may not have it all together. That's the lesson. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>